Welcome back to the We Don't Want to Grow Up podcast. You sound like a radio DJ. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's because my voice is a little impacted, so it's just like, hello. (laughs) (laughs) Do your best Casey Kasem right now. I'm Casey Kasem. (laughs) I love how you just stop your nose up. (laughs) Yeah, you got to talk through your nose. My dub. Um, I'm all stumped up right now. (laughs) I'm stumped up. I'm all stumped up. (laughs) She thinks I'm cute. She thinks I'm cute. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I'm cute. Not sorry. <laughs> so, our top five this week: top five Brad Pitt movies. I feel like there is going to be a lot of variance in these lists. I think so as well. <laughs> now we didn't limit it to our typical has to be underneath 2010. We celebrated his entire catalog. <laughs> Although all of mine are under 2010. Are they really? I don't think yours are, though. Uh, I have two that bled over. (laughs) Brad and I go way back, so. Ditto. You think you're exclusive with Brad? I don't think so. According to these lists, I do. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so you go first this time. Sure, I'll go first. I I really want to go first, though. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. I'm just kidding. You go first. All right, we're going from the bottom to the top. So my number five. Wait a minute. Did we start from the bottom and now, and we're, now here? we're here? That's that's it. All right, cool. <laughs> it is Louie from 1994's Interview with a Vampire. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't remember a lot about this movie, but I remember seeing it in the theater with my older sister and feeling a little afraid because it was a kind of vampire that I hadn't really experienced before. Right. But I enjoyed, you know, seeing him in that way at that point I had already experienced him in a few movies so it was it was definitely like unique seeing him with the long hair and I can remember Kirsten Dunst yelling at him I think in it like do this before you leave me (laughs) and then she tricked him into drinking oh no maybe that was Tom Cruise that she tricked yeah she tricked Tom Cruise into drinking a dead person's blood that's the most I remember of that movie yeah we need to rewatch it because When I see pictures of it and when I see clips from it, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that. But I just haven't watched it in a very long time. The Vampire Lestat. Yes. It's all coming back to me now. It's all coming back to me now. Little Celine Dion. Little Celine. All right. Number five. (laughs) Okay, Casey. (laughs) 2014. The character is Don War Daddy Collier from the movie Fury. I don't know if I've seen that. You've never watched Fury? No. So Fury's about like a World War II tank crew. Oh, that explains it. And he, yeah, yeah. It's a war action movie. Not really up your alley. Right. But he does a really good job in it. All right. And it's a really well done war movie. Visceral. Nice. Very visceral. I love a visceral movie. No, you don't. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. My number four, 1992's A River Runs Through It. He played Paul McLean. Just such a... I don't know how to how to describe it, but like just such a slow, lovely, sad movie. You know what? I'm looking at your list right now. There's four of them I've never seen. <gasps> really? Yeah. This is one of them. Oh, man. We should watch it. It looked so boring. Like <laughs> well, all, I, 
All I can remember is him being in like the tall grass and fishing, I think. He's fly fishing. Yeah. Fly fishing. Like I fell asleep <laughs> in about the 30 seconds that I saw that trailer. Listen, if anyone else was in this movie in 1992, other than Brad Pitt, I would not have watched a movie about fly fishing. Was he fly fishing shirtless? I don't think we get him shirtless. I think he's like in a tank top at one point, but he's very cute. All right. Number four, the 2009 movie Inglorious Bastards, where he plays Lieutenant Aldo Rain. <laughs> he was awesome in this movie. Sometimes Brad's acting is, I don't know, noticeable, but <laughs> noticeable. it is. He's not a bad actor. Obviously, he is not. But it's so- noticeable that he's acting. Yeah, it's like you you look at that episode of Friends and he said that he was uncomfortable. So I think you can tell that sometimes in some of his performances, Mm -hmm. but he was not uncomfortable in this movie. Yeah. He stuck out in this movie as the best part of it for me overall. And this is a really good movie. All right. More war stuff, you know, things blow up and it's again visceral. So not really my bag. Not. Yeah. Not your bag, baby. (laughs) This is more my bag. Number three. Joe Black in 1998's Meet Joe Black. Have you seen this movie? I have not. <gasps> what? I have not seen it. Anthony Hopkins, Claire Forlani. This might be one that I need to watch with you, to be honest. Yeah, I would love to rewatch it. It's kind of deep and kind of weird, but I mean, he was just, you know, uh, no offense, love, but he was just so beautiful in this movie. <laughs> no offense taken. <laughs> I mean, at this point, this was a time where... In the 90s, I was seeing everything Brad Pitt was in and... Everything? The next year? 1990? Well, we'll talk about that later. Pretty much everything that Brad Pitt was in. Wasn't he in like a tux? I remember him in a tux with like blonde hair in this one. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe I did see this movie. I just don't remember it. And he was like always eating something. I don't remember that. (laughs) Also, very unrealistic. I doubt Brad Pitt is always eating anything. (laughs) Isn't he always eating something in the Oceans movies, too? I also don't remember. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's also a very sad movie, and it would probably be a lot harder for me to watch now that I've lost my father. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, but I still would like to rewatch it. It's very emotional, though. Anthony Hopkins is in it? Yes. Then I'm in. Yeah. All right. Number three on my list. This is one from 2019, so a bit of a cheater, but it's fine. It's fine <laughs> Once upon a time in Hollywood, he played Cliff Booth, the stuntman. This was great. It was a great movie, wasn't yeah. it? <laughs> Enough said. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm a true crime lover, so this was very interesting All right. to watch. Yeah, this was one of my favorite movies of 2019 overall, I would say. Like, this really spoke to me. Like, it was just so well done. Yeah. All right, my number two, 1991's. Thelma and Louise. He played JD. And this, my friends, sorry, mother, if you're listening, definitely a sexual awakening for me. Was it really? Oh, yeah. 10, 11, 12. You were 12. Yeah. And Brad Pitt and Gina Davis have this scene in a hotel room that I watched on repeat. Did you? (laughs) I don't remember a lot about, I mean, I remember Thelma and Louise, obviously. I've seen the movie a lot. But that scene, I remember crystal clear. If we ever happen to come across my sexual awakening movie, I'll admit it at that point. All right. But I will not tell you what it is. You until... haven't told me? No, you it's do not, not know like what it you're... is. You've told me a lot of stuff. Yes, but there's one movie in particular that I would count as my 
Awakening. And I will not tell you it unless we happen to cover it on the podcast. I bet you have told me. You just forgot. I would give you a hundred guesses and you would never get it. No, but if you said it, I'd be like, yep, you've told me. Right. But you don't remember it. So it doesn't matter. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, that definitely had to be high up on my list. I will say, though, I don't know if I was 12 when I saw that or if it was like I started to fall in love with him in a movie that was a little bit later and then went back because I heard he was in it. Oh, okay. I'm not quite sure. But, I mean, that seems about right. 12 is about right, probably. Yeah. That's normal. It is normal. At least in my mind. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's puberty. It's adolescence. It's, you know, that is what it is. You can recognize a hot man. I mean, yeah. Actually, you think about it, 1991, the next year was Eric Knees on The Real World. I mean, this was all around the same time for me. So You were ready. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I didn't see Thelma and Louise in the theater. I think I watched it at home, so it was probably also 1992. Another one I have never seen. What? I am upset that I've never seen it. (gasps) That is one we should cover on the podcast. Absolutely. I'm willing to do it. All right. All right. My number two. 1995, one of my most favorite years. Seven, Brad played Detective Mills along with Morgan Freeman. This movie was revolutionary to my tiny little mind. (laughs) And he was a huge part of it. He did such a good job in this movie. I will never stop saying, what's in the box? I was sitting here waiting to say it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you go, you go. No, no, what's in the box? What's in the box? (laughs) (laughs) We were both rocking back and forth just now. (laughs) John Doe has the upper hand. This is one I need to rewatch. Yes, absolutely. I think I just watched it the one time. It's not one that I rewatched. Oh, wow. This is one that I bought soon after that. Yeah. I assume that was on videotape, but I've watched it a lot. (laughs) But I will gladly... Watch it again. Yeah. What's your favorite year? 1995 is my favorite, like, adolescent year. That's the year you graduated. It is. But, like, overall, it's not even because I graduated. It's just the year overall was memorable. Here's the thing for me. We were asked this question when we did, like, an Ask Us Anything on Instagram. And we both answered. And you said 95. And I said, like, 98, 99. Mm -hmm. So we were both about 18, 19 at that time. I mean. For you in 95 and me in 98, 99. And I guess, I, I don't know if that's because we were both experiencing like freedom for the first time mm-hmm. or, or what it was. But it's also the, for me, my favorite year was the year that you and I first met. Ooh. But there's a lot that goes into it. It's like I, I graduated. I met this. It was the, before I graduated, though, I met this cute guy that was in college, you know, While I was a senior in high school and I was like moving on from like my high school crush that had already graduated and left. So it was like this new beginning for me. And also I started college, but then I also like met different friends and I started traveling and going to concerts and doing things that I had never done before. So that was a big moment in time for me. But when you were 18, I was much older than you. So Yeah, you were, what, 21? I was was actually like an attractive college guy that was on AIM. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that is exactly what you were. (laughs) Who swept in when your roommate was talking to me. Sorry, Tony. (laughs) But when I think about like a year for music and stuff, like for some reason, like 96 comes to mind for me. Really? I don't know why. Hmm. I think it's maybe because I've done different like, you know, we have to pay attention to years. 
on stuff with Instagram and the podcast. And I just feel like a lot of good stuff happened in 96, but also 97, 98, 99. I mean, all of it. It's like half a decade. Really? You loved it. 93 through 99 were my favorite teen years. There you go. I like it. That's all of them. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> and my number one from 1994, Tristan Ludlow and Legends of the Fall. When I tell you I saw this movie in the theater many, many times. Did you? I was absolutely in love with Tristan. Smitten kitten. A smitten kitten. That hair, so many scenes in that movie, and that movie is so sad. It's awful. It's great, but it's awful. Do they fight a bear in this movie? Yeah. Spoiler alert. That's how it goes in the end. I may have seen this, but I do not recall it. Oh. Also, like Aiden Quinn and Henry Thomas, Elliot from E.T., but now we watch him in all like the Haunting of Hill House and Blythewood Manor and... Midnight Mass. Yes. Anthony Hopkins. Again, Anthony Hopkins. Julia Orman. Like, it was such a great, great movie. And I don't know that I would have been there for it like I was if it weren't for Brad Pitt. And it was definitely the first movie that I saw multiple times in a theater. Was it? Yes. After that, you know, I've said before, Romeo and Juliet, Mm -hmm. Titanic for Leo. And then before that, A Time to Kill, Matthew McConaughey. I mean, it was the men that brought me back to the theater many, many, many times. And A Time to Kill is also a very hard movie to watch. Did their milkshakes bring you to the yard? (laughs) (laughs) Their movie milkshakes brought me straight to the yard. I actually don't know what a milkshake is. Oh, (laughs) she just explained it to me. I mean, their milkshakes could bring you to the yard. This is just me assuming. I don't actually know that that's what that means. I I accept that as the reason. My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard and they're like, it's better than yours. Damn right. It's better than yours. All I see, though, is the the stinger at the end of Dodgeball. (laughs) (laughs) Ben Stiller. I don't know if it's a stinger or if it's just what's playing when the credits are rolling. I can't remember. Well, it goes away and I do think he comes back and he's... He's juggling his jubblies. Yeah. So, I mean, that's why I did that, actually. (laughs) Not that I did that. (laughs) She didn't do anything. (laughs) What's your winner? Like, I have to even ask. All right. Number one for me. What's the year? 1999. What's the movie? Fight Fight Club. Club. (laughs) Here, Brad plays Tyler Durden, the imaginary friend of the narrator. Jack. Jack. And this is a movie that I went to go see time and time again in the theater. And I also owned it on VHS. Mm -hmm. I still love this movie. We've done an episode about it. I've talked all about it. If you don't know, go listen to it. Yeah, I think that that's the only movie on this list that we've actually covered on the podcast. Yeah, which is surprising. I'm surprised we haven't done seven, but it is a bit dark. Yeah. Listen, Fight Club spoke to me at the time. Whenever I watch it now... I still hear what it was telling me then, and I want to go do other things. <laughs> but then I remember those other things don't work. <laughs> Damn the man. Save the empire. That's oh, right. That's a different movie. Whoops. <laughs> All right. HMs. HMs. You go first on the HMs. How about that? All right. My first one, 2000, Snatch. He plays Mickey O'Neal. I love him in that movie. You talk about like... A non-Brad Pitt role that he, I mean, hit out of the park. He was perfect 
as Mickey. He nailed that role. He was great. And I just saw a special about when he's in one of the bare knuckle boxing matches, how they did a few of his scenes, like where he gets uppercut and he basically like floats in the air on the camera. Mm -hmm. So you got to see that. And then there's other parts where he was like underwater for filming and he was actually kind of freaking out a couple of times. It was cool to actually watch that. I just randomly watched it last week, I think. But a movie that I love and a role that he crushed. And then this is a bit of a cheat. All of the Oceans movies, 11, 12, 13, where he plays Rusty Ryan. I love him in those. And I yeah, love those movies. Absolutely. Lastly, 2005, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. He plays John Smith and he's in there with Angelina Jolie. I love that movie for multiple reasons, <laughs> but he does a really good job in it. It was a very enjoyable movie. I have a love-hate relationship with that movie, I think, because, I mean, I, I saw it in the theater, you know, but that was the end of Brad and Jen. It was. I don't think about it from that aspect. You know me. I'm super into the celebrity couples and you whatnot. Are. So, <laughs> All right. My HMs, number one, the Oceans movies. You cheated. I'm a dirty cheetah. How dare you do something like that? Who would do something like that? <laughs> All the Oceans movies, 11, 12, and 13. There you go. Every time I'm standing outside the Bellagio, I stand there at the fountains and think of that movie. I've never been to Vegas. Well, that's going to be one of the first things we do whenever we go. I don't want to fly into Vegas. All right. Well, can we fly to California and drive there? Let's just drive to Vegas. Oh. Did we just make a road trip? <laughs> Are you going to take four weeks off of work? It sounds like it. <laughs> Okay, my two and three are both movies that I have to say I don't have a very strong recollection of, but they were movies that I found at the video store because I was looking for Brad Pitt. Mm. And so, therefore, I watched them. Did they have a Brad Pitt section or did you just ask the teller, what movies have Brad Pitt in them? I'm honestly not sure if it was that or if I just, it was probably more that I just searched the shelves. And then I found him and I was like, oh, I'm going to watch that because it's not like I could Google him. I was going to say you stacy it because there was no Google. Right. It was either that or I saw it in magazines, you know, mm. all the movies that he had been in. And then I looked for them at the video store. So they are 1994's The Favor. He played Elliot Fowler. And <laughs> I was watching the trailer for this earlier to just like refresh my memory. And yeah, it brought back a lot of memories. It's so funny. But the main thing I remembered about it is just that he's shirtless in it. <laughs> to be memorable, perfectly honest with you. <laughs> what is this movie about? I think that it's like this woman that's married and her best friend. I think Brad is the best friend's boyfriend. I'm already bored. Or boy toy. I'm out of this movie. I'm just kidding. She's married to Bill Pullman. The other girl is married to Bill Pullman. But I think that she is thinking about her like high school love. I think that she's getting bored in her marriage. Mm -hmm. So it's not great when you think about it. And, mm -hmm. and I think that she wants the friend to help her find her ex. Okay. And that's what it's all about. And I think that that's the favor. This sounds kind of familiar. I would have to go look at some screenshots to see if I've seen this. I would like to rewatch both of them, actually, because, like I said, obviously I was... Well, the next one was in 92. So I was like 13 and 15 watching these movies. Mm -hmm. But the next one is Cool World, where he played Frank Harris. And I just remember like the animation combination that was kind of like Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah, I vaguely remember this movie as well. 
Again, just watched it because Brad was in it. But I was, yeah, Brad was definitely an early celebrity crush for me. I like it. A nostalgic crush. Yep. That is still kicking today. Yeah. I mean, I don't watch all of his movies now just because he's in them. Yeah. Like now I'm more selective. It's like the movie has to actually seem interesting to me to watch it. So I guess the crush is burned off a bit. A little bit. But back in the day, I would watch anything he was in. The movie California with a K. I mean, even if he had a small part, I was in. You were there for it? Yeah. True Romance, small role. Was he in True Romance? Cutting Class. I mean, I was all over all his like early stuff. Yeah? (laughs) Well, good on you. All right. Well, this was fun. It was fun. That was a good list from both perspectives. Yes. Very different perspectives. If you have any suggestions of who we should focus on next, let us know. Send us a DM, email us, all the good stuff. Do it. So we're on Instagram at We Don't Want to Grow Up Pod. TikTok at We Don't Want to Grow Up. We have a Facebook group, the Cozy Club dash fans of We Don't Want to Grow Up. Patreon.com slash We Don't Want to Grow Up. If you'd like to help support the podcast and gain access to super sweet bonus episodes. <laughs> you can email us at We Don't Want to Grow Up Pod at gmail.com. And please don't forget to help us out by giving us a five star rating and leaving a nice review if you enjoyed the podcast. And let your friends and family know where they can listen if you think it's something that they'd like. Yes, and thank you for being here. See you next time. Bye-bye.